Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Wednesday nights, guys, we've been having prayer here this month, every week, and, and we're going to do it again this Wednesday, but it has been powerful. God has been showing up. It's been amazing. And there's been a, a faithful few who've been coming, <laughs> and I'm thankful for the faithful few who've been coming to that and, and helping do this, and we, we, I would love to see more participation, just to be honest. I, I think that the church needs this, I really do. And you need it, honestly. You do. We all do. This Wednesday or this past Wednesday, um, <clears throat> there's a couple who who visited church last Sunday. They're friends of Jessica's and mine. Um, this one messing up. Am, am I on on this one? We good? Okay. Um, their names are Glenn and Faye. Santa Ana, is that how you say their last name? You're not sure. And they're, they're from Portugal. Oh, sorry, they're from Brazil. They speak their native language is Portuguese, but they, they're, they've been in Indiana, and the Lord called them here. They've been involved with Randy Clark's ministry, which is, you know, it's, it's the same, same movement, same stream that we're from with Bethel. And anyway, um, they came. I was so blessed that they came to prayer on Wednesday um, and it was just, it was a powerful time. One, we, we've been praying for this church. We've been praying for all the things that God has promised us and given, given visions for what he wants to do here in overflow and through overflow. And we've been praying. How many of you guys know that prayer is, is crucial to see the kingdom of God come into our midst? Got to be praying. If we, if we think we're going to see the kingdom, but we're not going to be praying, We've deceived ourselves. That's how it works. It's part of it. It's an important part of it. And so, but we've been doing that. And, and so one of the prayer focuses on Wednesday was, was just a, an increased spirit of unity here. How many of you guys know unity is important to the Lord? It's, it's, it's very important to the Lord. And um, anyway, after, after we were done... And we concluded, um, Faye shared with us some stuff that the Lord was doing in the spirit with her, and it was pretty wild. I, I, as you guys know me, I, I like to pray in tongues. Do you guys know that? It's like it, tongues is powerful. When you really know what it is, tongues is powerful. And um, I was praying in tongues, and it was weird because, like, every once in a while, I'll, I'll, I can feel a shift in the way that my tongue sounds and, and flows and stuff, and... Um, and that night, I, it was like I locked into a different tongue than, I, than I'm used to, but it felt normal and natural. And after, afterwards, she told me, she told us that um, I started praying in fluent Portuguese. <laughs> fluent Portuguese. And, and, and the, the, what, kept, what kept getting repeated through it was God was saying, I'm bringing healing. I'm bringing healing. Hallelujah. Fluent Portuguese. That's amazing. She said it was so, 
It was so fluent. She told me this afterwards. It was so fluent, there wasn't even an accent on it. <laughs> Only God can do that. I don't know Portuguese. <laughs> I can say a couple of things in Spanish, and they're not the same. It's, I don't know how to say I'm bringing healing in Portuguese. And, but that was a, that's a sign and a wonder. That's amazing. Like, we value the, pro, the prophetic a lot. But, but it's one thing for somebody to prophesy God's bringing healing. Because, like, like, we believe it because we know that's who we are, and we know that's God's promise, and we have the gift of healing that flows. We believe for a lot more. We believe it's going to increase. But uh, anybody come and, and say God's bringing healing, and you could, be, you could be truly prophesying or you could speak it from your soul. And when it's soul, it's you, not God, right? doesn't mean it's not true. But when, we, when people prophesy from your soul, like there's mixture that can come in it. But, and, and I'm not saying that if somebody prophesies God's bringing healing, like, yeah, that is, that is the word of the Lord. But I just, to me, like, it, it, it's, there's more profoundness to it, in my opinion, for it to be a tongue that was literally in a language that I don't know, and she heard it in fluent Portuguese. That's her native language. She heard it. And the, the reason I'm saying that is because there is no way that you can mix human soul and intent into that word. It's, it is pure God saying that. You see what I'm saying? So we know healing. he's bringing healing. We know it. We believe it. It's our theology. It's our practice. But when you hear, it's, it's as if God came into the room and you heard it from his own mouth. I'm bringing healing. It just puts another measure of awesome on it. <laughs> Amen? Praise God. You're bringing healing, God. Why don't we give him praise just for that even? That's just amazing. Thank you, Lord, for giving us that. Hallelujah. And, and she was getting other prophetic stuff, too. I, I actually, I wasn't going to say it, but I kind of felt like I need to. Um, but the, the, she, was, she started seeing visions and, and stuff, and, and the Lord told her that, that people are, are, well, first of all, she was just validating that we're a church of his presence because they were feeling it. She even talked about some burdens that they were carrying, that, but when they came in, it's like God lifted the burden because the presence was here, which is awesome. But she said that God told her that people are going to be attracted here because of his presence, because that's what we're all about. Amen? And, and then she, she started, she saw his vision. Um, I, guess, I guess there's a brand of sugar that we have called uh, Dominion or something, is that? Domino, that's it, yeah. Domino sugar. And she said, but in, in Brazil, their, their brand, the similar thing, is called Unity. Whatever it is in the Portuguese language, unity, right? It's unity sugar. Because we were praying for unity, for an increase of unity. And the Lord showed her, the, uh, she, he showed her a, a picture of us having unity sugar, and we're, we're breaking it open and dishing it out. And she said it was like we're having communion, breaking bread, but we're breaking open unity sugar, and it's so sweet to the Lord. Come on. That's awesome. And then she saw, she's talking about the presence that's here. 
And it is. Amen? There's more coming. But, but she saw like, the, like a, the oil of his presence. Man, I'm, I'm getting a little drunk up here, just to be honest. <laughs> Thank you. I receive it. Do you guys? <laughs> I feel like I'm starting to shake and uh, I might start bobbing and stuff here in a minute. That's fine. If you see me start bobbing, it's the Holy Spirit, not a spasm. She saw a vision of families that were lined up, lined up out there coming in, and the church was here cheering them on coming in. We're cheering them on, and they're coming in, and they're coming, and, and in her vision, it was like the, the altar, but she saw this, this oil up here, the presence, and, and, and people, families come in. She saw single, or like, she saw single fathers with children come in here, and, they're, and them being healed. She saw complete families come in here, and they're being healed, and the Lord's restoring them and their families. And, and she said that she saw hundreds of families lined up coming in. That's awesome. Amen. And the Lord bringing restoration and healing. And, and she said it's, it's like we're right at it. It's, it's, it's coming close. And, you know, I, I believe it. And the reason I felt like I wanted to share that this morning is because... Well, one, we, Jessica and I know her enough, we, we trust her, right? Like, we don't just flippantly throw words out. We trust her, we've got some background with her, and I just felt God on it, really strong, and, and I know that he's on it, and we know, like, we know the Lord has prophesied to us directly multiple times, but he's validated it through prophecies from so many other people that he's got big things to do. And that, that it's going to impact more than just whatever number's in the room right now or what our normal number is. Like it, and we, we have to steward like being content and, and fulfilled where we're at while at the same time knowing that God has more and we've got to lambano, right? We've got to, we've got to continue pressing in for the more, right? There's that tension. Stay present but reach forward, right? And so... Um, the Lord has spoken it so many times that there's going to be, he's going to move in such a way it's going to impact way more than what we currently have. I believe that, guys. I believe it with all my heart. I, I struggle through frustration at times when I don't see it happening, but, but God is doing things in the spirit realm beyond what we can see, preparing for something great. But we have to choose as an Oikos family to lay hold of this together, to bind our hearts together, to, lay, to, to press into one another, to commit ourselves to one another, and not just us, but it's us unto his kingdom being manifested in our midst. Right? Because I want to tell you, when the Lord does that, it's going to be because he trusts that we're a place who can steward it well. And we won't be able to steward it well then if we don't steward it well now, you guys hearing me? So we've got to, we've got to, we've got to determine heart postures today, not when, when we, what we think is revival breaks out. <laughs> what we envision as revival, that's not when revival starts. That's just, that's just the results of stewarding a revival that is already trying to do right now. 
That was important. It's true. So I'm excited about that. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 1, please. We've been talking about the church. We're not done talking about the church. I want to make sure that we understand that when we're talking about the church, we're, we're talking about Jesus too, right? We're talking about Jesus with his peeps. That's what we're talking about. We are his family. We're his oikos, right? Amen? All right. Acts 1. We're, we're going to read through 1 through 8 right now, and then I'll come back and bust some stuff out. All right. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Everybody say he began to do and teach. All right, let's say that word began. All right. <clears throat> Until the day in which he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For, tr for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with what? Say it like you're excited about it. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Come on. We've been in Acts now, I think, three weeks. And we've just been talking about those verses so far. Because there's so much in it. How many of you guys heard the message last week about receiving power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you? Receive. What's the Greek word of receive? Lambano. And lambano doesn't just mean a passive receiving, like, like something just happens to you. Lambano is you're happening to it, all right? Lambano is, is not, I'm just letting somebody put a present in my hand, and I got it. It's I'm reaching out, and I'm grabbing a hold of that present, and I'm pulling it into myself. I'm causing that to happen because it's flowing to me, amen? Lambano, all right? And so I preached... A pretty powerful message last, last week on Lombano. And, uh, but today, I want to move into more of this. I want to remind you the book of Acts is the story of the church. It's not just about the apostles. It's about the ecclesia being established and expanding God's kingdom in the earth. Amen? And so that's what it's about. And we have to remember how crucial God's church is, not just as a family, but as his mission carriers, the, the establishers of kingdom expansion project. Amen? All right, so in Acts 1.1, where it says, um, in my former account, I spoke of 
all that Jesus began to do and to teach, I want us to just think about this. That, he's talking about the book called Luke. We call the book Luke, the Gospel of Luke. And it is, the book of Luke, he's saying, describes all that Jesus began to do. So the book of Luke was the beginning of the works of Jesus. All right? But now he's writing part two. We call it the book of Acts. And the book of Acts isn't talking about what Jesus began to do. It's talking about what Jesus continued to do. All right? So it's not, it's not even just, it's not about what the apostles did. It's what Jesus did through his people. Come on. That's, a, that's important to notice. All right? It's, it's the works of Jesus. And so the, the Acts talks about the continuing work of Jesus Christ. Okay? And, and also, um, I don't know if everybody in here has ever noticed this, but when you read the story of Acts and it gives, a, it gives the story of the church being built and the expansion of it, and then it, it closes out in chapter 28, if you've never noticed, the chapter 28 ends abruptly and not with closure. Like, I think most of the books of the Bible, if not all, end with some kind of closure on them. The book of Acts has no closure on it. And uh, maybe theologians think, well, maybe, maybe something happened and he just, he, he, he abruptly ended the writing. No. I think, uh, I, I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit wrote the book of Acts and he did not put closure on it because it wasn't closed yet. And so we, you know, we're carrying chapter 29 and on. And Jesus is continuing still to do his works. Amen? So that's pretty exciting. A couple of fun facts about Acts. Um, first of all, if people think that the book of Acts is, a, is a, a complete written story of the church in those days, we're missing it. Because it's not. It's snapshots of important events that they needed to build a story in. But there is so much more happening in the church of Acts than what was ever written in the Bible. There were churches that got planted all over Jerusalem, all over Judea and Samaria, and in the nations that we don't know about. I mean, even uh, there's even a church or churches in Egypt, but that doesn't show up in there. Okay? But my point is that if we think we can encapsulate all that God was doing in the words on these 28 chapter pages, we have no clue that it was way bigger than that. All right? So that's pretty cool to know. All right, and so we, I want to get us um, to verse 8 today. Because Jesus was saying, I want you to wait until the Holy Spirit comes. And then when the Holy Spirit comes... Um, things are going to start happening, all right? Things that you've never seen before. They spent three and a half years with Jesus, um, him modeling and demonstrating what his ministry looks like, bringing the, bringing the kingdom of God into the midst of the people, and he gave them hands-on training and let them do things, and it was awesome. But, the, but they had not received the baptism that Jesus had received yet, okay? Jesus had something that was going to be an upgrade to them. As a matter of fact, Jesus said they were, they were bummed that Jesus was going to die and resurrect and go back to heaven. And Jesus was like, hey, if I don't, you don't have a clue what you're missing out on. Like, it, like it's going to be so much better for you when I send the Holy Spirit on you. Because right now you're hanging out with me limited in this human form. 
But when I send the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be able to show up through the Holy Spirit in your midst and do way more than you could ever imagine. Hallelujah. So verse 8, why don't you guys, you don't have to repeat everything I'm going to say, but I want you to repeat this first part, and let's put some energy into it, all right? He said, you shall receive power. Power. Say it again. Power. power. That word power is dunamis. Say dunamis. dunamis. It's the dynamite, miracle working power that only God could do when He shows up. He's shifting things and crushing things. Anything that gets in its way, heaven shows up and boom, things change. Power. Dunamis power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And I I think that in one of the previous weeks, I talked a little bit about uh, when that power comes, that we're going to, we're not just going to be witnesses of Jesus. Like he, it was so important to Jesus to have that time, that 40 days with him after he resurrected to prove to them in so many different fashions and forms, he truly did resurrect. He's the only God who's ever been resurrected from the dead. All right, and, and then he, he ascended, and so he needed the people who have seen him to be able to prove their witness to the world around them, that Jesus is, in fact, resurrected, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. So, but he didn't want them just to go out and orate their, their proof. He, he didn't just send them out so that they could become theologians and, and great apologetic people. There's a place for that, and it's important. I'm not saying that. But he said, I'm going to put power on you. I'm going to put power on you, and you're going to be witnesses to me. Not only are you going to witness or tell people of your witness that I've resurrected, but you're literally going to witness me show up in your midst everywhere you go if you bring the gospel of my kingdom. You're going to see me manifest, me and my kingdom in your midst. You're going to witness me everywhere you go, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. Isn't that exciting? And don't forget, Acts has not been concluded. We're still in it, so that means he's still doing it. All right? So the power of God helps our witness to prove the resurrection of Christ. Not just for apologetics, there's a place for that, but that's not really God's big dream of his apostles and disciples. I'm going to send you out to be great apologetics people. There's a place for it. Even Paul did it sometimes. But it's more, I'm going to send you out to be carriers of my kingdom. And, and dunamis power is going to erupt into the earth. And I'm going to crush everything around you that defies my kingdom. And you're going to see me show up and expand my kingdom, my domain. Thank you, Lord. So it's not just to be able to speak good words, but it's it's for demonstration. Amen? In Mark 16, 17, this was again part of when Jesus was speaking to them before he ascended, and he said, these signs will follow those who believe. If you believe, these signs will follow you. Come on. Like, Jesus isn't just trying to send us out there on our own strength to try to convince people of something. He's saying, I'm going to put my heaven behind you everywhere you go. 
heaven's going to show up in your wake and signs and wonders are going to come. Come on. And just a few verses later in Mark 16, 20, it says, after he ascended, it says, they went out and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. You talking about Jesus who just ascended in heaven, the Lord working with them? How does that happen? Oh, because he sent the Holy Spirit and he works through the Spirit through us. Okay, but the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. So when we preach the good news of Jesus crucified and, and buried and resurrected, and now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, did you know in Romans, I think it's 116, it says that the gospel is the power of God to salvation. <laughs> when we bring the good news of his kingdom and what he's done, the power of God. Like we don't have to try to work up something. When we release the word, he shows up and validates his truth. It's not your truth. You're just sharing the witness of his truth. He shows up and then you get to witness him showing up in that moment. Praise God. The more we believe this stuff, the more we come into the manifested realities of these things. You shall be witnesses to me. So, and, and think about this. He says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me. Can you put that verse back up, Acts 1.8, please? You, you receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me. And I, I was actually reading a commentary this week that was pretty cool. It gave me some cool perspective because it, when it says, you shall be witnesses to me, it's not, it's not so much that he's, that he's speaking a command to them. You get baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then you need to go do this. Actually, it's not, a, it's not so much a command, it's a result. You get the Holy Spirit and his power come upon you, and the byproduct, you will be a witness of me showing up. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, he, like, he is so behind his word and his truth and his work that he wants to show up in our midst. We don't have to try to convince him. We need to create space for him to show up the way he does it. Amen? And one of the commentaries I read by a guy named David Gusick, he said this, We may imagine the objections the disciples might think of the places of ministry Jesus described. Jerusalem? Well, that was, a, that was where Jesus was executed at, at the word of an angry mob. So that'd be kind of a scary place if you're still living in that time, in that, in that frame of mind. They were all so afraid of the mob that they ran and, and betrayed Jesus, right? And it's not long later. But, but he's saying that you're going to start in Jerusalem, right there, where they killed Jesus so that, that, that's something that they're gonna, they would have to reconcile with, right? And then Judea. Well, Judea rejected Jesus' ministry. You're going to send me where they rejected you, Lord? Yep. Samaria. That's even a little further. That, that was regarded as a wasteland of pure, impure half-breeds. That's, that's how they perceived it. it was, there was actually a really strong racism in Jerusalem at the time, and, and the Samaritans were half Jew and half Gentile, and so they saw them as half-breeds. And so it, would, it was actually 
it would be considered an impure thing to even do that from the old covenant mindset. But Jesus didn't come to send us out under the old covenant, the new covenant, right? And then to the utter ends of the earth, right? The Gentiles were seen by some Jews of that day as nothing better than fuel for the fires of hell. That's pretty crazy. So, but the, you got you to gotta see the mindset of their culture of the time and that the Lord is pulling them out of an old covenant, really not a healthy mindset, to shift their perspective into kingdom perspective, right? So he could send them out there, not just so that they can, so that, because they, so they can work through their own issues with the people, it's so they could bring the kingdom of God and change everything. Right? The, the Lord wants to bust down our fears and our prejudices and all these things because he loves those people so much. He wants to plow through anything that would cause us to not be able or willing to go anywhere he'd tell us to go. <laughs> and then Gusick continues. He says, yet God wanted a witness sent to all these places, and the Holy Spirit would empower, him, empower them to do this work. Come on. The Holy Ghost. The power of God, going and bringing the kingdom, being witnesses of Jesus. Showing. Jesus wanted to show up to all the people, not just the Jews. He wants to show up to all the people, not just us, right? The Lord is all about kingdom expansion. Isaiah 9-7, I think it's actually over here on that thing. It says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. <laughs> that means that God intended and has intended, always does intend and will intend to keep growing his kingdom. It's the government of heaven and peace. He, he, wants, to, he wants to increase his kingdom on this earth. Hallelujah. In Matthew 13, 33, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until it was all leavened. I don't know if any of you have ever made bread before. We, we bought a bread maker, and it's a little different approach than what Jesus was thinking because it's, you know, it's electric and has buttons on it. <laughs> but you put the ingredients in, and then the very last thing you do uh, where there's the, the, all the flour and stuff, you, you trace a little line on the top so it makes a trench, and, and guess what you put on there? Yeast. A certain amount of yeast, you run it through that line, and then you push the button, and you can watch it through that window for hours. It's like watching an episode of Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Slow and boring. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I like it more now than I used to. But, but the thing is, that thing's, and it's like it's pulling that stuff in, and it's kneading that stuff in together. It's mixing it. But the, the goal that it has is it's taking that yeast, just a little, and it's, it's pulling that in, and it's mixing it through that whole dough because it needs to all have the ability to expand and rise. Okay? But the thing that's crazy about leaven is, is that it multiplies itself. It expands, it, it impacts the environment of everything that it touches in there, and it changes it 
to be like itself brings transformation. And leaven is an irreversible force. You can't help it. It it does what it does. It, It multiplies. It doesn't decrease. That's the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, he put it here so that he could start small. God, by the way, God is not afraid of starting things small. He created the seed, right? Starting small because he likes for things to grow healthy in a season, okay? And so the, that's how the Lord works. And so the kingdom of God is like that. It starts small, but it grows outward and it expands, all right? And so we got we to gotta think about God's heart and vision and the mission of God. Before he ascended, Jesus gave them the great commission. And this is a <clears throat> kind of a small version of the great commission here. But um, if we go into Matthew 28, I'm going to read 28, 18 through 20. Do, do we have a slide on that one, Dennis? Matthew 8, 28 through 18, or 18 through 20, I'm at. If you don't have it, it's fine. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. <clears throat> and the, the Greek word for nations, he says, making disciples of all nations, the, that word is ethnos. And ethnos actually can be nation, right? Like America and China and Israel and nations. Um, but, but it's also races and it's people groups. So it's not just the, according to the border it's according to the people groups. It's the ethnos, okay? Um, and he, say, he says we're to make disciples of all nations. He didn't say make disciples in all nations. Because you can go and get people saved in all the nations. <clears throat> but he said make disciples of all nations, which is a way bigger vision than just getting new disciples in each place. Because he wants to bring kingdom transformation on all levels of society so that he can disciple the nations, the ethnos. That's amazing. Like, like it's not just evangelism and, and discipleship. That is crucial. But he wants to leaven the dough everywhere we go. He wants to send us in our places and, and bring kingdom culture, kingdom mindsets, kingdom transformation not just to the people, but to the systems as well. Like, like there, there's, no, there's no limit to what God's actually wanting to do on this thing. Mark 16, 15 is Mark's version of the Great Commission. I read part of it a minute ago. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The word world in the Greek is cosmos. <clears throat> so it's different. So... You, you got to capture what he's saying in these because the, the, he's expanding the horizons of what he has for his people. Okay, the, the, the go into all the world, the, go into all the cosmos, preach the gospel to every creature. That word is cosmos, which means the whole world as a planet, right? The actual earth planet. It also means the universe, 
So some of y'all might be called to go to Mars. I don't know. All right? But, uh, but it does include all that. That word does. But it, it includes the planet. But it actually can include also the system of the world. The system of the world. And, and that, that can include the people constituting the world um, whose values, beliefs, and morals are in distinction and rebellion to God's. So the Lord is wanting to get the gospel of his kingdom to all the places around the globe, but also into the world systems to leaven with the kingdom of, of heaven so that it can get kneaded into the spheres of society. Amen? Matthew 24, 14. Jesus, this was after Jesus. He was in the middle when he's talking about what a lot of people would consider end-time um, prophecy. But nonetheless, he said, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. People are so focused on when is Jesus coming back, and Jesus is like, I'm focused more on when is the whole world going to get the gospel of my kingdom. <laughs> it's kind of the people getting the cart before the horse. They get, they're getting their eyes off of, on an on a exit, and Jesus is like, let's get our eyes on a mission. Amen? And so the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. The, word, the Greek word for world on that one, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, but it's oiko, oikomene. You guys hear a common word in there, oiko, oikos, which means family, right? Oikomene, it's, 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 it means the land, it means the globe, Oikos is the root word in that, so it's not just the location, but it's actually, it's referring to the inhabited world. So it's not just the landmass, it's the inhabited aspect of it. Hear what I'm saying? So he's wanting the gospel of the kingdom to be preached to all the inhabitants of this world. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody left out of this thing. Amen. Amen. And I love the fact that he did not say, and this gospel of salvation will be preached in all the world. He said the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. Does the gospel of the kingdom include salvation? Absolutely. That's how we get in. But it's so much greater than just getting saved. There's so much to the kingdom. He's trying to get the gospel, the good news of all the aspects of kingdom to be manifested and preached on the earth. But it's not, we don't just mean preaching like stand up here with the microphone. It's the demonstrating of your life, injecting that leaven of heaven into the, every, everywhere he calls you. You, you bring the, <clears throat> the gospel through speaking truth and love, but also demonstrating through, uh, through love action and service, but also bringing the dunamis power because the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit is what's actually going to take what you can do on your own and then anoint it and put God's power on it so that it can have God kind of effects, not just what you can do. Amen? The gospel, of the, everybody said, gospel of the kingdom. And he's not just trying to get us to, it's not just about getting people saved. Boy, do we need to see more of that. But it's bigger. And he wants us to disciple 
nations. And so it, there, there's the, all the spheres and the levels of society. He wants to bring kingdom influence and bring transformation in all these ways. Praise God. <clears throat> so looking at all the different versions of the, you know, the promise of the Great Commission, it, it hits all the levels of humanity. It hits the nations. It hits the races. It hits the people groups. It hits the entire uh, regional areas of the globe because he doesn't want any place missing it. It, and it also um, impacts the world systems and, and the individual inhabitants of the entire globe. Like, he wants the whole thing. <laughs> That's amazing. Don't you think so? So it's kingdom expansion on all levels to all parts. That's what he wants to see. Come on. And, and that's why we got to be excited about what's in the future instead of dreading it. It can only get better from here if we put ourselves into it God's way. Right? There's no way any single person or single church or single ministry can accomplish all that stuff. And that's why God needs the body of Christ at large functioning because each part has its own anointing, its own calling, its own unique aspect to see the whole. But there's got to be unity and there's got to be honor and we've got to focus on what our part is and not try to function in their part. If I, want, if I like their part better than the part God assigned me, I need a heart adjustment because we've got to stay in our lane. Amen? All right, so every Christian, every born-again believer is called by God to be a part of his great commission. Every single person. <laughs> I believe that you guys believe that. Not every Christian is living from that place on a regular basis. Okay, and God wants us um, to, to really embrace and hold close to our hearts the missional lifestyle. Not what I want to do, what he wants to do. There's no, nobody's exempt on this. Doesn't, and, and by the way, I want, I want to say this. People get excited about the Great Commission sermons. I'm excited now. I want to go start my own ministry now. God will call people to start ministries, but that's actually, you don't have to start a new ministry to do the Great Commission. You're already in the game if you're walking the kingdom. Amen? And it's, it's about everybody living a life that is missional to the kingdom of God being expanded through your lives and through your church. Okay? It's not about a bunch of people starting Lone Ranger ministries that lack in being properly trained and equipped or lack in accountability, that lack in spiritual covering, or lack in the endorsement of an actual leadership covering. <laughs> Love saying these things. There's too many of those kind of ministries. It's not safe. I, 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 don't, I just want to pause for a second. This is just a, I'm just inserting a, par, a parenthesis right here, okay? There's a lot of ministries 
that have been self-started without covering, without accountability. And we're seeing the results of those when they, go, when they grow big and they were not built. They, they look dynamic maybe when they get big, but we're seeing fractures. We're see, you, you, you're, you're hearing it in the news, mega world-impacting ministries, and we find out there's moral failures, and you see the lifestyle of not being submitted to authorities, not living in the light, not having accountability, not having people help you steward your walk into health, wholeness, and maturity. And people can grow big and not have things good in the foundation because they didn't walk it out the Jesus way, the Jesus way. And then things, like the bigger the, bigger the call, the bigger the fall, if things aren't built right. That's why this stuff is so important. It, it makes people freak out when we talk about this stuff. Like, are you going to try to control me? No, we want to actually father and mother and cover and help things grow mature and healthy. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is so important. We've done it. I've done it my entire life in, as a Christian, put myself under covering, living accountable. The more I've learned about the importance of accountability, the more I've made it happen in my life. I do it. I'm not just preaching something that I don't do. So important. Okay, so I just wanted to say that. But, but even still, even if that's not like what we're the focus here, like, the Great Commission is not go build a ministry. It's carry my kingdom everywhere you go. You're already in. Carry it now. You, it got quiet, guys. You guys all right? <laughs> okay. Everybody who's born again has a part in God's mission to expand and, ex and establish his kingdom. Every Christian gets to do this. And it's better than you think it is because you've barely even stepped into the, the, the power, the dunamis power that he has because there's more. And there's more and then there's more and he wants to continue manifesting himself in your life, in your ministry, in your calling, wherever, in your church, in, your, in every part of what he's got you doing, sending you out wherever your place is. He wants to show up. There's more kingdom fruit, more kingdom manifestation. I say things that are awkward sometimes that have to be said, and I don't enjoy it because I think that it makes some people feel uncomfortable, but I actually love you too much to not say it. There, there's, a, there's a quote by a, a, a mighty man of God who, who's in heaven now, John Wimber. He says, everybody gets to play. You guys ever heard that? It's awesome, and that's true. And it, the, the, what he's trying to say is everybody has a role in the Great Commission. Everybody has a calling. Everybody is meant to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody is meant to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All of us. Like Jesus wasn't just talking to his, well, then 11. He was, he, it's for all of us. 
When he, when he said these signs will follow you who believe, he didn't say you apostles who, no, you, who, you, me, disciples, you. These signs will follow you who believe. Everybody gets to play. Jesus wants to do this stuff. I think a lot of people think that the, the concept of everybody gets to play, that, that maybe that means everybody's supposed to be a leader, and that's not what it's saying. It's saying everybody gets to engage with the power of the Holy Spirit and change lives. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We all right? <laughs> it, it means that, that we, we get to share the gospel in word and in deed, in fruit of the Spirit, and in gift of the Spirit. In, in intimacy with God and in the power of the Holy Spirit, everybody gets to play. Come on. We all have a mandate. We all get to minister in the gifts of the Spirit. We do value proper training to keep things healthy and aimed in a good way. Okay? But, but we, we want to come to church. Like the church, I want to remind us, like when the Lord, he gave the great commission to all his disciples to go out into the world, you know, can you pull up Acts 1-8 again? To go out into all the world, and he's, he's talking about, um, the, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and the end of the earth. Like, he's, he's talking about expanding the globe. He, he's talking about you start where you're at and, and do it well where you're at, and increase comes. You do it well where you're at, and he'll bring the increase. He's not, he's not so much focused on trying to start you off sending you to India. If you haven't done it well at home first, the, the principles of the kingdom are he gives you according to your abilities, the parable of stewards, but when you steward it well, he brings increase, and he brings expansion, and that's how the kingdom works. Praise the Lord. So we come to church, and the church has, like, our mission, our vision from the Lord, it is actually part of his great commission, right? It's part of it, but he's given us, like, a specific anointing, a specific piece of the big picture. And so together, corporately, we get to come together and be a part of this and serve the Lord together, serve one another, and, and press into the breakthroughs, lambano, the promises of the Lord, and we steward the now, and we press into the more, and we do it together. And, and you know, and the Lord, like in the book of Acts, they were out there seeing the kingdom everywhere they go, but they always were coming back in to the church constantly. Because it's a family, it's a home, it's a hub, and it's a place where we come together to get filled by the presence. It's a place for us to worship God corporately in unity. It's a place for us to get trained and equipped and sent out. And, and some people have roles in the church, but some people are just getting equipped so they can take the anointing of his kingdom out into the marketplace, into their neighborhoods, or wherever they're supposed to go, and they're seeing the kingdom show up on all levels of society. That's how it is in the book of Acts. It's not just a bunch of lone rangers trying to do their own ministry. It's, it's corporate unity, and then we go out from there as an outflow of what we're experiencing together as a family.
And the glory of God kept showing up. They kept getting baptized fresh again in the Holy Spirit. And God would shake the place and mighty things would happen. And then they'd go out from there and they'd keep doing more. <laughs> it's amazing. The story's amazing. And we get to do that. Like we, we have something here that God's building and we get to come together and do this. But then the Lord wants you to take what he's doing everywhere you're going. Take it to your school. Take it to your school. Take it to your job places. Take it to your neighborhoods. Jean has been taking it to her neighborhood. That's awesome. I know you guys are doing this. There's more coming. Hallelujah. You guys are seeing God do stuff. There's more coming. But we have to understand, like, the Lord wants us to continue living a missional focused life. Like every day, I need to know, I'm not, God didn't put me here just so I can get through another day. God put me here so I can encounter his goodness and his love, and then I can be baptized fresh again in the Holy Spirit, have the power of God on me, and then wherever, wherever I need to go, that he wants to show up in my midst, and I can witness him do something I couldn't do on my own. <laughs> This is exciting. I, I believe that we're going to see Book of Acts kind of ecclesia, community, and then testimony of what God did when we were out doing our thing. But we're coming back home, and we're revisiting, we're sharing, and we're, we're worshiping the Lord, and we're celebrating each other's breakthroughs and miracles or whatever. But then we go back out wherever you are. You might be in the line at Kroger. You might be going to Broad Ripple to go hang out, and you go around the corner of that, that cult bookstore that you saw, and God wants to whack somebody and get them healed. <laughs> Come on. That's Book of Acts. We're in chapter 29 and beyond. You guys hear what I'm saying? That's what God wants to do. And there's, there's just so much more. I, I want to try to wrap up some of the concepts here real quick because I, I know you guys need to get going soon. Uh, uh, we, we've talked about, um, you know, Jesus, when Jesus introduced the concept of church, Ecclesia, Mark 6, or sorry, Matthew 16, 18, he said, on this rock, the revelation, I'm the Christ, right? Son of the living God. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail. And it's an, it's a, it, it, the concept is we're on the offense, not on the defense. I'm, I'm raising a church up so that you can bring my kingdom into all the places. I'm going to send you into all the world. You start where you're at, but you're going to go to Judea. What does it look like when you started where you're at and then you went to Judea? Oh, it looked like principalities just fell and kingdom expanded. The gates of Hades getting crushed every time the kingdom starts showing up in an area. <laughs> Hallelujah. That it's, it, all, it all ties together with these things. The Great Commission and, and, and our mission in the spirit realm, when you advance kingdom, it looks like Satan's getting crushed. We're not focusing on crushing the devil. We're focusing on expanding the kingdom, and the crushing is the byproduct. <laughs> and, and principalities and powers 
fall and collapse. The more we keep pressing in to different parts of society or wherever God calls us to and we're bringing kingdom, guess what? Th there's more happening than you can see. And, and things are getting weakened out there that have been trying to resist heaven. We're changing things. You guys hearing me? Hallelujah. I, I love this. And I've got to, I guess I've got to wrap up. All right, so in, in Luke 24, 46 through 49, G, again, it's, the, it's, an, it's Luke's version of this, okay? <clears throat> it says, then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at, Jer at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Endued with power. Another translation says clothed with power. I want you to envision the Holy Spirit falling on you just like he did on Jesus. And he's wrapping dunamis power around you. He's clothing you. It's like he's putting a mantle of dunamis power on you, Holy Ghost fire and power to, to put God's power on you. So that when you walk around and you're a witness to him and who he truly is, even now, he, he is this to us now, that that clothing of power is on you to do what you can't. It's to, it's to activate heaven on your obedience to the Lord in demonstrating him. Clothed with power. Like Elijah had a mantle and an anointing on it, he was clothed with power and he did miracles. You're clothed with power. You gotta believe it, guys. The Holy Spirit came on you and Jesus said that you will lambano power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I, I, I want to close this morning I'm going to pray for you in a second. I want to close this morning with a charge to you. Yes, a charge to you to recognize that you are included in his command to all of his disciples to embrace his great commission. Yeah, Every day. That doesn't mean you have to always be slaving and laboring to do ministry. I'm not saying that. I'm saying every day you're living connected to God's heart and you're, you're in a posture of, of doing whatever you need to to stay connected with him and his presence and his power ready to touch things anytime he's ready to. doesn't mean every day you're striving at this, but it means we're staying in a posture of connectedness to God's heartbeat and my, my yes to him on this. Ready to go do it anytime. Living a missional life. Amen? Hallelujah. And I, I want to say, don't, there, there can be a tendency of getting our identity tied up in our mission. Don't do that. Because your identity is not in your accomplishments. It's in who you are. And you're, you are who you are no matter what you're doing. So keep your love 
in your fulfillment, in your security, in who God has made you to be. We don't work for love. We work from love. We're not grasping towards the Great Commission and striving to please the Lord. We're reaching for the, we're lambanoing the Great Commission in a belief that he's already with me doing this through me. Amen? Why don't you, why don't you guys stand up? <clears throat> Lift our hands to the Lord for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shanda bado beshete. We are God's church. Thank you, God. Holy Spirit, I ask you in Jesus' name to, let, to, to fall on everybody. Lord, not just that's in this building, but everybody who's part of our community. Fall on all of us, Lord, on all flesh, Holy Spirit. Be poured out on all flesh. And I pray, God, that you will ignite a faith in our hearts to pull on power. That power will fall on us, God, that you will clothe us in power. I pray in Jesus' name that you will give every single one of us encounters. Lord, not, not encounters that's going to put us in, in a striving mode. Encounters that's going to help us to see your passion and bring our hearts into passion with yours. You're a king. You're a king of a kingdom. And you want your dominion to expand, and you have entrusted that to us. Hallelujah. Sons and daughters of the King of Kings. Lord, I ask you to help people to recognize this. Lord, to see the robes and the scepters come into people to be kingdom expanders, great commission carriers and stewards. Lord, that we would all have a fire in our heart to burn for you and for your, your dream of seeing this world consumed with your goodness and that we're agents of heaven on earth. Hallelujah. Right now, burn these things deeper into our hearts, Lord, and I pray that you'll show up every time we take risks. <laughs> In Jesus' name.